0: Yes. Before we get started.
1: going to be talking about Tiamo Corazon from 3121, recorded sometime in 2005 at Paisley Park and released on the 13th of December 2005, uh, not as a single, um, and then released again as a single um, a few months later, so um, not just like a, a single, I don't know why Prince did that, but he released it as a single in different territories, mm. but the earliest it was available was the 13th of December 2005. On the track it is Prince, it is CC Dunham, Josh Dunham, uh, Ray Montiero, Ricky Salas, and uh, Herbert Urena. Um, I'm assuming that's how you say his name. The track is uh, 3 minutes 37, and joining me to talk about today is uh, Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hello, hi. Obviously, in Spanish, uh, this means I love you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, which, considering that we also have on this album a song called Fury, which I feel is a little bit more about the relationship that Prince was currently in. Um, this, this feels like a kind of, uh, like a sweet kind of hangover from maybe when he hadn't fallen out with his, uh, wife. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When,
0: when, when I was listening to it, I was trying to figure out when it was either written or, you know, how early this was because it did have a certain feel of just kind of like mid nineties prints. I don't know if it's just the way the production felt, but it, it did feel like this was, Created a earlier time, and not just because of the style, but it just had a yeah. certain feel like it was a decade earlier than it was released.
1: I think I think that the uh, Claire Fisher strings help a little bit with that as well. Mm. Um, you know, apparently those strings were done sometime around June two thousand five. Okay. Uh, so I feel this is still just before Prince was divorced from uh, from his wife. Uh, I think they split up towards the end of two thousand five, and then uh, you know the following year. They were um, they were living in different parts of the country. Yeah, <laughs> she was living in Toronto, he was living in California, and then the divorce was finalised a year after that. So uh, this feels like maybe it's just the very end of their relationship. Maybe when this came about, mm. um, you know, and uh, and so I mean I I haven't even said the genre yet, but it it kind of feels like a you know like kind of a, a mid tempo like ballad. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you ha- you've got those like Claire Fisher strings uh, along with kind of like the guitar and uh, I don't know, like it's, you know, it's a, it's a nice, it, like the production is really sweet. Yeah, I Like, like the, it's a, very, a, a Latin know, kind pop of...
0: kind of uh, track. Uh, I was going to say yeah. samba, but I'm not 100% sure if this is in the same genre, but <laughs> yeah, it's just very informed by Latin pop music and it's definitely a ballad uh, in
1: regards yeah, I... to that too i'm guessing because we've also you know because uh, you know when i was listening to the band uh ricky salas and uh, herbert urena uh they're on congas and bongo and percussion mm. and i feel like all that kind of um in a way bizarrely enough uh sheila e never made any songs feel kind of like um i don't know like kind of southern latin yeah. like there was never like she never brought that flavor to to any of the stuff she did with prince Um, You know, it was a lot more kind of just adding percussion over over the top of, you know, the the Minneapolis sound. Uh, Whereas here, I feel like, you know, Ricky and Herbert are really bringing, um, you know, a certain kind of Latin feel to the song. Yeah. Um, You know, which, you know, I guess it makes sense. You know, Prince has decided to go with this Spanish title. Uh, I find it odd that he's doing that with his second wife when his first wife was the one who spoke Spanish. so um i'm not sure he, what he, he might there. be making up for lost time maybe uh I, I, and the thing is as well you know the you know the the, the corazon in the title could it could refer to maite oh. or it could refer to Manuel or it could refer to no one um you know obviously sometimes we interpret these prince songs and they might be about nobody that prince is actually talking about yeah They'd just be about the kind of general um thing um although you know i, I don't know i, I think there seems to be this weird kind of uh, mix in the song of like uh, this kind of love song, um, you know, where he's talking about you know I, I everyone else saw my brown eyes no longer blue TMO Kazo mm-hmm. you know like that kind of sentiment, but then there's also this this uh, I don't know this this kind of like religious stuff kind of popping in and out here uh, of with, course, you know, from yeah. the dust of the earth and and the knowledge tree and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, like a phrase, like, 42,000 feet above the sea, that's where you and I first came to be. That seems like Prince implying, you know, someone is kind of being inducted into the Mile High Club there. <sighs> but, but then he immediately goes, from the dust of the earth and the knowledge tree, and you're like, okay, I guess we've suddenly got a little bit religious. Like, Well, I mean, um, you know, you, I mean, of course
0: it would. And he has a very clear discussion, or just very clear imagery when he talks about religion. So you know ashes to ashes dust to dust uh the knowledge that line did kind of confuse me for a bit like i guess in a way he is looking at it as the first man and, and woman that adam and eve kind of thing of uh the knowledge tree even though it, it you know that didn't turn out well for that couple um or oh, no. <laughs> and there's a part of me that just kind of thinks that maybe he just needed something to fit into the rhyme that is the yes, yeah, there's a I can chance
1: <laughs> yeah there's a chance there's a chance it's probably that um, because I don't think I mean there's a little bit of the you know I saw heaven and earth anew so you know just a tiny bit of that later on but yeah, there's not really a huge amount of like very religious kind of overtly religious stuff in the song right. um, but there's just the odd line but uh, you know I guess you know from Prince's point of view when he when he writes lyrics um you know he will occasionally just use like a you know a certain flourish. Um, that maybe has kind of religious significance It oh, yeah. doesn't really mean anything in terms of the actual song. Um, and it's worth saying that, um, you know, Prince has abandoned the chorus on this album. Yeah, um, well, mostly. I, I
0: think, like, uh, the, the Tiamo Chorus Zone is, like, not, well, not like a full-fledged chorus, but that's where all the melody is leading to. Um, So that, yeah. yeah
1: but there are, but there's no kind of traditional verse chorus structure yeah uh, unless you count just the words tiamo corazon as a as a chorus but it, it effectively you know each time he sings it the song kind of comes to a little stop right um so you know I, but but it, that's the same with 3121 you know prince was just repeating the words 3121 don't you want to come yeah. like at random intervals throughout that song um, and a lot of songs on this album seem to be lacking the kind of verse chorus verse chorus structure so um, you know something that I think he will kind of more get in, like he'll kind of return to verse choruses in kind of the next album, mm. like the next couple of albums. He seems to return to that, but for some reason on this album he's uh, he's still in the state of giving up on verse kind of verse chorus structure. And he tells us at last I can tell you what I've known for so long. My heart's been crying out to sing this song. I don't care who knows it, cause there's nothing wrong. Ti amo, mm. Um now I don't think he ever successfully rhymes Corazon with anything in this song. Right, that's why I, um, I always think of it as the chorus. I think, or yeah, uh,
0: uh, if anything else, it's kind of like the clear end of the st- of the of the of the, of the uh, lyric or of the stanza. Like if you're if this yeah. were like a regular poem, that's where it it would end.
1: Yeah, I guess it makes sense if you're looking at it in the uh, like as a form of poetry stanza, Yeah, yeah it, like. But then when he does it the third time, he's like, my heart, my heart, cut his own. So, so he doesn't even say Tiamo, cut his own. Yeah. Um You know, and he says, "He's, I'm scared of losing you and I don't really know what to do. Again, I mean, like, even though this kind of has the structure of a ballad, like, the thought behind it seems to be, you know, he meets someone, um, his heart's been crying out for them, then he's scared of losing them. Um, and when he first laid his eyes on them, you know, he saw heaven and earth anew and everyone else saw his brown eyes... Uh, We're no longer blue Um, Which, you know, is a nice turn of phrase Mm, Something he's done a few times actually This whole brown-blue thing Um, And then, you know, he says at first I couldn't find the words to say how much you changed me in every way I just want to thank you each each and every day Tiamo Corazon Mm. Again, this is why this feels like This is probably a song that was, you know Maybe written about his, you know, his second wife Uh, Maybe something, like you say Probably a holdover from, you know The start of their relationship um because you know a few tracks later he's talking about how there's there's no fury like a woman scorned <laughs> and mm-hmm. um things have taken a distinct turn um but uh yeah so i mean i think that i think the structure of it is kind of simple and it is just literally like you know he's met this person he's scared of losing them everything has changed and he wants to thank them and that's the kind of basic structure of it yeah yeah um, it,
0: it's been a while since know. i've really listened to this song i remember it was uh it was played often on VH1, and uh, this song and uh, Black Sweat were ones I really remember at the time when it was released. Um, but kind of revisiting it, I was I noticed how it just felt like it took so long to really find a melody for the first couple times of listening to it, and now after listening to it like maybe you know five or six times, I the song is a lot more memorable. But the first time coming to it, it just felt like really meandering. You know, yeah, and all I knew was the Tiama zone line.
1: Of yeah, it. I, I, mean, I, I, think the thing is because the because it has no kind of firm structure because it is just kind of you know vaguely you know a set of a set of verses that kind of all finish with the same refrain. Uh, it does. It yeah. does feel kind of a little amorphous, and you know, like it takes a couple of verses before you kind of get a, a grip on the actual kind of like structure of it um yeah. you know but i think as well it's interesting i mean the video um is I, I don't know like prince seems to be making an effort in the video um like
0: oh i felt this video was sexy as all get out <laughs> this was the video just watching it again it's like oh this is this was as sexy as all hell that's how i'm feeling about this song
1: yeah and oh. i think i think as well it's you know prince you know in the video you have uh, me and maestro um, you know who is a an Argentine actress um, who people may re- remember her from. Um, I think she was in a couple of seasons of Alias. Um, you know if, if anyone can remember um, people from that. But she more recently she's been in a few episodes of Nashville and Scandal, and she was in one episode of mm. Hannibal. I'm sure getting eaten at some point. Um, and uh, she, she you know she she was in uh, Frida with uh, with. Uh, with Salma Hayek, who is the director of the video. Um,
0: rather... Yeah, that's surprising.
1: Yes. <laughs> and, um, so, I don't. I mean, I don't know how Prince, you know, kind of got hooked up with Salma Hayek or why Salma Hayek was deciding that she wanted to go into, you know, video directing or, like, what the motivation mm. was. Um, but Mia Maestro and... I don't think Mia Maestro and Prince ever meet in the video. I think she spends a lot of time by herself kind of wandering around and he spends yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Um, let's let's say this. The last time we saw Prince in videos, he had probably the worst haircut he would ever had, with a, like a, a ton of little kind of like ponytail things going on. Um, and here he seems to like you know his entire image for this album was a lot kind of cleaner. Um, and so his hair is kind of cut a lot shorter, and uh, he has. Um, I, I mean, like his mustache is like as pencil thin as it can possibly get and really hmm. kind of styled and you know like i don't know like he he just seems very kind of put together for this album um you know <laughs> whereas for the last couple his his look seemed to be more of like you know wondering homeless person who'd accidentally picked up a guitar. <laughs> um so he i don't know he, he this is the stage where he started to get very much into kind of like um, silk shirts and suits um and i think this video is probably the earliest of that look um you know with him kind of mm. in this burgundy suit for most of the video um just kind of playing his guitar and kind of wandering around somewhere in marrakesh apparently um oh yeah so i i mean there are i think there are a few moments where he exchanges a look and it looks like he's near me and maestro but i don't i can't recall them ever really spending a huge amount of time together in the video um
0: yeah, I don't think they do. I think the I think there's like a projection of her that he touches, and you know, it's kind of like a cool moment. But I don't think they're ever really in the same uh, scene yeah. or any of the same like actual space in the video. There is a, a funny part in the video at the beginning at the, after the at the end of the first stanza where he has a dictionary that says uh, english to spanish and then he reads tiama Corazon. <laughs> I, just, I i think i just noticed that now and it's like oh,
1: yes yeah. i that's, just i didn't see that and oh i thought you. that's quite a funny like as if prince has sung this song and he keeps saying tiama he doesn't understand what it means it's like i don't know i, I think that's uh, again prince you know ha- had a kind of a weird sense of humor and i think that's just like a little yeah. bit of it kind of coming through um but yeah she's mostly a projection of walls and kind of stuff like that and she's um i don't know on like a, a piece of metal kind of i don't know like doing acrobatic stuff um but yeah so oh yeah yeah so the, i mean you know it's it's an interesting enough video um the single didn't do like a huge amount um you know it it, it had no b-side it was just it was just one track on a, a single cd which mm-hmm. if i recall uh, around this time that became like the um there was a whole push certainly in this country i don't know if this affects you know this was affecting america but in this country there was like a thing where to to have to buy like a cd single it was usually like 2.99 um but they had this special thing where it's like well if you don't have a b-side you can charge a pound less so it's like 1.99 for a cd single in an attempt to kind of revive the cd single market um honestly by by that point 2005
0: i mean if uh, if it wasn't torrented or if you couldn't get it like from like a, a bit server uh, oh i think that's when um when uh, itunes was kicking off too but the overall kind of idea of uh, the single kind of or the, the physical copy of a single like a cd single was really fading away it was definitely you're getting everything you're getting everything all online yeah so I I yeah I think
1: I think um, this was around the time where I remember buying some of my I think 2007 was around the time when I, was the last time when I like really kind of bought some CD singles. Um, and I still have a stack of CD singles. i like literally mm. a couple of hundred of them. <laughs> um there would be some weeks where I'd literally just go into like HMV and I would just go through the CD singles and just pick five or six and just like buy them um you know and if they had like good B sides and stuff like that then obviously it was always a bonus but yeah, this was just released yeah. without a B-side, um, and then for some reason Prince released like a CD DVD hybrid that had the video um, on the fourteenth of February two thousand six, and that revived the uh, the like it it recharted in a couple of countries because of that. I don't know what motivated him to do it. I guess maybe he thought this was a romantic song that people would want to buy for their loved ones. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess it worked. Um, you know, because it start, it went back into the charts in a couple of countries. Um, so, you know, Prince, uh, he played this song a little bit on the tour around the time when this album came out, um, and then he didn't play it again until uh, 2016. Uh, there, was a, there was a show on the 21st of January uh, 2016 at Paisley Park where he uh, he played it, and that was the last time he ever played it in public. Uh, and i think yeah. obviously maybe the choice to play it on the 21st of january the the 21 um and this is his 31st album so maybe he was uh i don't know playing into that a little bit i'm not sure um but uh yeah so you know he it's not like it was a song that he played all the time um but it's nice right. that there was like one final appearance uh before you know before he died um because i think yeah. it is you know it's a it's it's quite a you know it's quite a strong song you know like even yeah. though it doesn't have, like, a kind of very, you know, fixed kind of structure or anything, um, I still think the sentiment that's expressed in here is quite nice. And I'm always a fan of Claire Fisher's strings. I think they really enhance the whole thing. Um, and, again, I yeah. think, you know, whatever Ricky and Herbert are bringing, they kind of – they do bring this kind of Latin flavor that, you know, Prince rarely kind of goes for the, for the kind of South American sound. Like um, – Maybe if he'd have, like, been a bit more kind of clever, he would have done, like, an entire album of Spanish songs. Maybe he could have kind of conquered the Spanish charts and maybe revived his, you know, maybe kind of revived his fortunes in South America or something. Um, But as it is, I, I feel like there's very few songs that he ever actually did kind of in Spanish. Uh, which of course, no, like I yeah. said, a bit of a surprise because Maite was the one who spoke Spanish, not his second wife. So um, I don't know maybe this maybe this is one of the things that led to the divorce where he's like stop she stop singing songs in Spanish for your other wife. Um, so for me, I would say uh, four out of five, um, you know, I think it's yeah,
0: definitely a four out of five on my end. Yeah, I think it's it. It's also kind of grew on me a little bit. Like the first time I heard it, I was like eh, maybe a three. Even though it's kind of Prince coming back, but hearing it over over again, you know, the uh, mirror exposure effect definitely pushed me to a, a four
1: so i feel like we said about as much as we can about tmo Carazone. so uh let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug
0: yep you can follow me on twitter at eh wallace and
1: you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here, Brilliant. thank you very much gracias <laughs> Otherwise, adios